Yes, humans, gentle ladies, lab men, ladies and gentlemen, dreamers and dreams alike, and welcome to the Devolver Digital Forecast here at forecast.devolverdigital.com. Hi, I'm your co-host, JM, and this is your co-host... Robbie. Was that smooth? Yeah. How'd that feel for no. you? It felt very smooth. Yeah? Yes. Great. Thank you. Thanks for the uh, for the note. Sure. Here to, here to you know, it, it's... As an actor, breathing is actually... Like. An important part of the job. No, I'm, as, I mean, as a voice actor and as a as a stage yeah. actor, uh, you know, you got to know when you, you got to be aware of your breathing and and yeah, be surprised by by the effect it can have. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, the listeners uh, notice the difference this week. Mm, mm, they're like, wait a minute, something's up. All five of them that listen every week. Thank you very much, all five of you. Yes, we you. love you in a but, corporate you know, sort of way. If you could all tell five friends, that would be great. I don't want us to get too big, Robbie. That's very true. We like if, to keep keep it real down here. Yeah, that's why I've been sandbagging the show this whole time. <laughs> been dragging us down. Just like every time sure, it yeah. starts to get good, you'll notice that I come in and just train wreck the whole thing that way well you say getting good i mean i feel like i do my fair share of the heavy lifting in that regard as well <laughs> so you're of the same mind we're both deliberately sandbagging things yes absolutely yeah there's if if people listen to this podcast and just think that you know we're just a pair of talentless hacks who don't really know how to podcast <laughs> allow me allow me to correct them <laughs> <laughs> we are masters of the art. We know exactly what we're doing. It's all orchestrated. It's it's like some I I can't think of any off the top of my head but there there are like characters like someone will be playing a character and the character is stupid but it, it takes a certain level of intelligence to be certain kinds of stupid. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um and that's that's us all over absolutely we're just playing dumb that's right it's a trick it's a flawless tactic yep i mean it's worked for devolver for 10 years so. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hotline what uh sure publish <laughs> smash that publish button oh yeah baby speaking <laughs> of smashing buttons smash that fucking subscribe button to uh the devolver digital forecast on your streaming service that you get your podcasts on. Podcast uh, on you can also podcast. smash the five-star review button if there is one. Uh, you mm. can smash various buttons or uh, tap on your smash screen. Smash the shit out of your screen and keyboard. To, uh, to give us a little review. Break that uh, shit. Yeah. And you can, um, you can hashtag forecast on Twitter to send us, uh, send us your... Uh, platitudes and warm regards or questions and uh i'm jm i'm gonna make a little jingle for all of our things to plug because we're so bad at plugging them sorry we're so good at being bad at plugging them (laughs) yeah we should we should do that we should we should make that so i'm gonna drop it here and if you're on twitter type hashtag f-o-r-k-c-a-s-t that's beautiful. It wasn't the one that I made, but damn, maybe, maybe I could make another one. 
maybe. I was, I was, I was jingle magic right there. It was. How's your week been, JM? What's been going on? My week's, uh, it's all right so far. It's Tuesday when we're recording this, so haven't gotten too far. I think there's a, a general uplift of spirits, uh, over here on this side of the old Atlantic. Things are still Glad trepidatious, but yeah, yeah. we're all feeling a little more lighthearted. I genuinely, the, the, you know, once it became sort of, once it dawned that, uh, well, it's, once it more and more seemed more and more likely that, you know, uh, the the presidential race was going in a certain direction, mm-hmm. I, like, I felt good, but mm-hmm. like, I immediately just thought, oh, I'm excited to go to America and see all my friends again. And... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And it's like I know, I know. Obviously, with COVID and everything, that's just you know that's sure. been on hiatus for a long time anyway. Yeah. But just like my general enthusiasm to like visit America <laughs> was like automatically just like, back restored. Up. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, cool! Like, I can't wait to go back now. Yeah, but you know, early days, obviously. But uh, yeah, it's good. It's good. I'm glad that you. I'm glad that you have, you know, something. to like lift your spirits and yeah yeah i mean the chicanery will continue and uh you know grifter is gonna grift uh it's pretty Mm -hmm. obnoxious but uh i mean right now you know we'll see we'll see who knows i i might be living in a fucking cave in three months uh Hmm. probably not actually a cave more like a camp anyway um (laughs) re-education camp uh that's uh, hyperbolic uh but um been playing red dead redemption 2 uh, again kind of for fuck the f- i played it a long time ago when i was house sitting for a friend before i had a playstation 4 and uh i thought it was really gorgeous because it is it's so gorgeous yeah um but uh you know i was at someone else's place and it's so it's so very slow yeah and if you don't feel like you can commit to the whole thing like that you're going to be able to get through it it kind of it's it's hard to kind of keep cuz everything takes forever in that game yeah it's it's it is actually quite an easy game to just dip in and out of but only mm-hmm. if you've already signed up for like the long term investment yeah so it's like you can pick it up and play for an hour and just potter around and do some things but yeah only if you've already told yourself that you're going to be playing it like all year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I've never played so, through the story though, so I'm excited about that because the the writing is so fucking good, dude. So this is amazing because uh, my flatmate and I we literally just reinstalled Red Dead Two yesterday. Oh really? Yeah, <laughs> because we were like. Oh man, it's been so long since we played that game. And he's been playing it. I haven't had a chance to play it yet. PlayStation or PC? PlayStation. Oh. Well, let me know if you get online. We can you play do online. Some online. Yeah. You do some online. Yeah. It's you? it's I've I've only played a little online because it was fucking awful at one point. Uh yeah. like I played recently cuz I was playing GTA online a lot and my friends yeah. were like, "Let's play Red Dead online." And I was like, "Okay." Cuz we were getting grief like motherfuckers on GTA because they've got yeah. like the the rocket bikes in there and it's it's awful. Uh, and so we we're like, well, let's try Red Dead. There's not going to be any rocket bikes. Mm-hmm. And a friend and I were playing, and these two players came up and started fucking with us. And they had I don't know 
they had some kind of clothes that were super resistant to bullets and it felt yeah. really weird and awful. I was like, oh no, now I'm getting griefed and I can't even like get away <laughs> because everything's so fucking slow. So I haven't <laughs> yeah. gone back since then, but I'd like to try it again. Yeah, I haven't. Um, I've never played online Red Dead. But, no? Um, no, but I know that like, um, because there's like character missions and stuff mm-hmm. online as well. So you can like join up with your friends mm-hmm. and then go and visit someone and they'll give you something to do so mm-hmm. like you can still do all of that stuff which is cool so yeah. i would like to try it again um yeah i know there was like i know a lot of people didn't like it at first because of like gold bars like the the, the in-game yeah currencies were the, like the, all the fucked up buy currency like you buy yeah yeah oh it was fucked up at the beginning sorry i interrupted you no no um it was it was that's it <laughs> just that there is a currency you buy with real money yeah no, it was it was something i can't remember exactly because i wasn't really i wasn't really interested in online so i didn't pay too much attention to it but i know that there was like some there was some problems people had with the with the various in-game currencies in the game or or what hmm. was the value of things and yeah. i don't know if it was pay to win or or what but it was i think it was just um or it was something like some some items were just like you know required just like an insane amount of hours of grinding in order to like i think yeah it was one of those those cases where someone has done a spreadsheet <laughs> and shared it online of like this is how long it would take you to do everything um you know to get the top weapons or whatever in the game and it was like crazy that sounds like gta was, online yeah so i think it was something like that but i'm 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 excited to just just get into that world again because i sort of i loved it when it first came out i i was so excited because uh, the first one is like one of my favorite games so good and then, and then i started playing two and i stuck with it for a long time i must have done 50 or 60 hours i think yeah but i i think i just i just i don't know maybe it wasn't maybe because it, it, it just came out at the wrong time maybe i just eventually i just kind of i just it got dull and i just and it because yeah. it is slow and I just kind of lost interest in it. But I think this time away from it has kind of like given me a bit more perspective on it. Because it nice. is a fucking incredible achievement. It oh my god. Yeah. And I it's, think it, yeah. I think at the I think at the time when it first came out, it was almost slight it felt slightly disappointing in a way because it it wasn't much different from the first game. Yeah. And at the time that kind of let me down a bit. But the longer it's gone on when my flatmate was playing it again yesterday i was, I was just looking at it like what the fuck am i talking about like, <laughs> you know it's like the same game is great <laughs> like yeah. that's why i like the first one i just need to enjoy it for what it is so yeah. so yeah I'm, I'm excited to get back into it as well sweet yeah Let's play online that'd be great mm-hmm. uh, i also played miles morales uh oh, how was that it's really cute um yeah I, I had to I had to like keep telling myself like like writing wise I had to keep being like it's a it's a comic book it's just it's a, it's it's a comic right. book it's a kids comic book because uh, yeah. as like if when you because I beat it uh, and it was a lot of fun like the combat's really fun uh, I didn't I didn't really get quite into the the 2018 Spider Man game 
And there's okay. a couple small differences in the combat in this one that I think make it a lot more enjoyable. You can you can do a little bit more while you're in the air, like you're air juggling the guys when okay. you're beating their insides out. Um, but uh, but like I, I had a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed the the combat, the powers, the the mechanics, the swinging through the city is still super cool and fun. Uh, you can do yeah. you can do air tricks now, so you like hit a button and like hit a direction, and he does like tricks. Uh, yeah, and that's cute. Um, yeah, the, the, the last third of the plot, the last third of the story is a lot of, why would you do that? Why would anyone do that? Why is it, why is every, why is anyone doing any of these things? Uh, but whatever. Um, but it's fun. Yeah. It's really sweet. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's cute. And then I tried playing cause I was like, well, I'm playing story games. I'll try that Star Wars, uh, what was it? What's the 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 Jedi Fallen Order? Oh yeah. Oh, I could not. It was awful. It was real dumb, real <laughs> fast. It was r- yeah. <laughs> real fucking stupid. Like just yeah. right out the goddamn gate. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, like I can still the only Star Wars game I I still like to play is the uh, the first Battlefront game on PS4. Yeah. Which in and of itself is not a great game even even then um but it's the only game i can play because it looks like star wars it sounds like star wars yeah um and you can play you can just play offline like you can just do like skirmishes against ai and you and you have like easy mode normal mode hard mode so there's like plenty of challenge there um and i mean it's 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 kind of shit to play now because you can't unlock because nobody's playing it online, so you can't. And I mean, the fucking uh, the 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 it's an EA game, right? So the the leveling system in that, and the the the, the grind to get um, the better weapons and stuff is just fucking outrageous. Yeah. But like, so you can't you can't get any of the like <laughs> the better stuff to use. Yeah. But um, but it's uh, but that's the only yeah, that's the only Star Wars game I can play. That's fair. That's it, fair. It's because it's you can just jump into it for like half an hour. Yeah. Have a cool, have a cool battle on like Endor or whatever. And then it's not trying to be it. like a, like a, a real Star Wars game. It's just like mm-hmm. it's Star Wars flavored game. Yeah. Yeah. But I do. Yeah. That. I don't blame you for bouncing off. Jet oh my Fallen God. It look, I mean, <laughs> it just looked terrible. Have you played it? I, uh, I've, I've <laughs> seen a playthrough of it yeah. because I was, I was intrigued enough to want to sure. check it out. Um, but I just started watching like a, a playthrough on YouTube, um, which is awful. I know, but that's yeah. fine. No, it's, it's um, worth, it's worth nice. It's worth being able to look at the game. Yeah. Um, and I watched through and I kind of like skipped through a bit and watched a few bits and some of the set pieces look cool, but I was just like, this game just looks fucking boring, man. It was, it, it was, boring. it was like a boring goth star wars like the 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 the, like your the way you move through the levels was like breath of the wild kind of like i'm in the first levels i did not get very far um like you're on a train trying to escape this place and like like the train will kind of blow up and then a bunch of stuff will be arranged in a way that it's like oh climb here jump to here climb this like it's really really forced like it's got like breath of the wild level design which is excellent like if you're yeah. Link and you're Breath of the Wild, but like you're like you get from here to here working in the salvage yard because at first I guess you're pretending not to be a Jedi. It's anyway. 
Uh, and it's just like real. It's just forced. It's just re- like we're trying to have a realistic world with like very video gamey level design, and then yeah. just the the the. I was I was very quickly like this was a terrible decision. I shouldn't have bought this. Goodbye. <laughs> but I was hoping it'd be okay. Like Force Unleashed was cool. Um, yeah, I especially on re- the Wii. I recently replayed uh, Force Unleashed one and two. Oh yeah, I didn't play the yeah. second one. Um, I I I quite enjoyed them both. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, nice. like you play them now, and the you know the, they've shown they show their age. They're quite creaky, but uh, I I think like the characters and the story are pretty fun. Like yeah, yeah. I, I feel like they they're a bit more in the spirit of like the you know the old school Star Wars than yeah. than all of the Disney Star Wars. Yeah, I, I agree. I didn't like that at the end of the first one you beat up Darth Vader. Yeah. I thought that was horseshit. <laughs> yeah, was like, that was bullshit. Like, well, in the second one, you like, uh, you kill the Emperor, I think, in the second one. <laughs> of course like, Because the, there's two endings and like you can either kill the, I'm sure that's it. I'm sure it's like you kill the Emperor or you, uh, or you don't. And and I can't remember what the endings are. I'm sure it's yeah. something like that. It's, it's it's fucking stupid anyway. But yeah. I know you definitely fight the emperor. That's yeah. That's I mean, of course you do. It's it's a very silly <laughs> game. Yeah, yeah. I well, it's a video I, game. Yeah, it's uh, it's a video game. I don't want to use that as an excuse, actually, because <laughs> <laughs> there are do good better. video games. There are good Star Wars video games. Yeah. Uh, Rogue Leader on the GameCube was excellent, and was actually, good, yeah. we do have a topic this week. <laughs> oh yeah, just <laughs> over here shooting the shit. Uh, we should probably get onto it before I start talking smack about the Mandalorian. We um, should. Uh, so uh, our topic this week is uh, is a uh, is a play on your topic from last week. We're going to talk about some of our favorite villains yes. from video game history. If you don't mind, I'm going to go first. Okay, uh, yeah, please. Because do. we're on topic of uh so one of my favorite video game villains of all time. Uh and careful with spoilers, no spoilers. Okay. Uh Knights of the Old Republic, Darth Revan. You You are Darth So I no, I don't really know a lot about Darth Revan. So you're gonna. Have did to you go. not play Knights of the Old Republic? I did not play Knights of the Old Republic. You should play that. It's <laughs> old it as on, fuck. I play it on my phone. You can play it on your phone. I'll play it on my don't phone. Play, don't play it on your phone. <laughs> that sounds awful. Uh, I actually just saw it ad- ad- advertised on Steam recently. I'm sure I, I'd probably get it on GOG though. Because I've they got have, it. Like, I've got it on you Steam. Have it? Okay. Yeah, I got it. I got it in a big Star Wars bundle years ago, but I just oh, never played my it. God, oh my God! You don't know Darth Revan? Darth Revan is one of like the coolest. Well, now <laughs> I don't have to worry about you spoiling it. Darth Revan is one of the coolest villains in in Star Wars. Um, so, Knights of the Old Republic takes place during the Old Republic, which is ten thousand years before yep. the events of A New Hope. 
Um, yeah. It's also my favorite place to set tabletop versions of Star Star Wars. Like if you're playing a tabletop Star Wars RPG, Old Republic is the way to go. Okay. Uh, you've got an excuse to have Jedi anyway. Blah blah blah. Um, <laughs> uh, it is uh, so. There's a, there's a big war between the Jedi and the Sith, and so yep. there used to be these two guys. And you learn about this as the game goes. There was there was uh, Revan and Darth. Oh, what is the other guy? He's uh, he's your he's your nemesis through the through the first part of the game because basically Revan isn't there. Revan is fucking legendary through most right. of the game. Just like whispered yeah. and the people talk about Revan uh, and like Darth Revan. They talk about what Revan's done, how Revan did it, and like so basically this Darth Revan single handedly like started this massive war there was a war between the jedi and the mandalorians because the mandalorians were attacking and huh they did take their fucking helmets off because it's not just a bunch of dumb shit that one white guy wrote like while he was like making up some dumb fucking tv series for fucking disney sorry <laughs> um so there was a big mandalorian jedi war and revan showed up and was this master strategist and just crushed the mandalorians and then just fucked off into space and was like, I'm out. I gotta, I gotta go look at something. And then comes back with this massive war fleet and wages war against the Republic. Uh, and he and and Revan was winning. Was winning when there was a a a, a massive like attack, like a desperate bid by the Jedi to get rid of Revan and. I guess it's 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 a bit of a spoiler. I guess I'm spoiling it because, like, they're like, "Oh, Revan's dead," and and at a certain point in the game, Revan comes back, and it is a fucking game changer. You're playing this like RPG, and you're in there, and you're going through, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm fighting this bad guy," and I wish I could remember the other guy's name. I feel so bad. Uh, and like, you're like, "Ah, I got a clock on this guy," and then Revan shows up, and you are like. It changes everything. You're like, oh, no. I did not have a grasp of this situation. Holy shit. Oh, um, man. That sounds really good. It's it's one of, like, it's it just, it's so good. It's so excellent. And uh, I cannot recommend it enough. Like, it's it's one of the, like, it's, it's, I mean, it's got its flaws, don't get me wrong. And it's a very old game, and it can be tiresome in its in its duration and Oh man, there's this planet of the Selkath, and I fucking hate those guys. And it's you're supposed to hate them. I get it, but man, I hate those guys. Um, <laughs> who are the Selkath? They're these like fish people who oh, are okay. uh, being. <laughs> oh yeah, fish. Fuck them. Yeah, um, it's, it's always just like it's always something like that, isn't it? That's what it, it, Bioware <laughs> games. So uh, in fucking Mass Effect, you know, it's like tally. It's like, oh, they they live on a poisoned planet and they all wear these masks. And it's like, yeah, yeah I fucking hate these guys. <laughs> it's just so annoying. I, I didn't hate Tali. Uh, oh, I, I did. I, this, so the Selkath are, they, they're, they're the planet where Bacta comes from, uh, according to this game. Um, and Bacta is like the, the what what's used for all the healing in the Star Wars uh, universe. And actually, like, yeah. Luke Skywalker is in a, is in a Bacta tank. In Empire Strikes Back, when they're healing him, he's in a Bacta tank. Yes. So it's uh, it's it's where the Bacta comes from, and so like they've maintained their neutrality because of how essential the Bacta is to both sides' war effort. Um, so you go to that planet because there's there's like four main planets where you go to for the story. 
Uh, and you can go in any order and you can kind of like jump around as much as you want. Um, and uh, on, on the Selkath planet, uh, the, it's neutrality. So you can't like, you can't fuck with anything. And if you start any trouble, they're like, no. And uh, like, there's a Sith planet that you have to go to. And that is less obnoxious than <laughs> the Selkath planet. Like... Um, do they like hit hit you on the nose with a rolled up newspaper basically yeah <laughs> effectively like yeah it's 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 a really cool game though oh my god i can't believe you haven't played that um i know i know i think it, it's because it, when it came out and it was really popular mm-hmm. it was on pc and i it was on xbox PC. i didn't have an xbox fair enough yeah so i just and, and then by the time i had the means to you know to play it you know just playing other things yeah um, well it's it's old and ugly, but it's really cool, really well written, cool characters. Uh, obviously, it's got you got like light side, dark side stuff like that. Um, yeah. That you choices you make, and they're pretty, they're pretty goofy video game arbitrary. Um, but this was still in a time when having a system like that was was still pretty novel. Yeah, <clears throat> totally. Well, it's like how Bioware made their name, right? Like, yeah, having that kind of um, moral. Yeah. Um, yeah. Choice in their games. Well, oh, this well, is man. Well, I feel bad for not having not played it because I because uh, oh. Darth Revan. I do know who Darth Revan is. Like I've seen him. I know what he looks like. Yeah. Um, you know, so I understand who the character is. But uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know the 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 ins and outs of his uh, of his story. So I I feel like I can't bring much. <laughs> You should you should really give it a shot. Like I, I would yeah. recommend giving it a go. It's a cool game. Um, I mean, it's clunky like D twenty mechanics, which is fine for a video game because you don't have to like you know roll every die. Um, yeah. yeah, it's uh, and there's some really cool. There's a whole bunch of really amazing characters. HK forty seven. Uh, the 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 droids are cool in that one. Like there's no. Uh, yeah, it's 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 really neat it's uh ah, nice yeah there's a lot of cool characters there's a lot of just fun uh yeah no it was great and the what's cool about i mean i guess they do it in other games later on but you know in that one like if you're you know dark side enough you get bonuses to dark side powers if you're light side enough you get bonuses right. to light side powers yeah um and it is cool, cool just like walking into a room and like if you're if you're playing dark side just walking into a room and like frying every motherfucker <laughs> with force lightning um well darth revan um for those of you that know know what a wonderful villain that character is what a wonderful like just mm. uh and those of you who don't should really play it and find out yeah, well, I mean, you. I mean, I'm a Star Wars fan. You sold it to me. I mean, uh, yeah, I've always been aware of that game. I just never gotten around to it. But yeah, uh, yeah, I think you'd really enjoy it. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's. I mean, it's. I keep making the disclaimer that it's old because it it's old, <laughs> but yeah. it's so good. It's so pretty. Like the, the 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 music, the score is very Star Wars. Very on point. Um, yeah, the music Jeremy goes a sold long it way, a lot of it. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the, the the places you go, the environments feel right. Um, a lot of the monsters are great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Knights of the Old Republic is really good. Beautiful. Yeah. Who's your first choice for a good villain, Robbie? 
Okay, well, uh, my first pick is someone that I think you're probably aware of too, and that is Captain LeChuck from the Monkey Mass Island Effect. Games. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nice boots, huh? Sorry. Hey, what do you know? I really am big bone. Uh oh, quiet! Here comes Captain LeChuck. <laughs> Set sail for my stronghold on Monkey Island. I'll unleash my entire army of the undead. This time, Elaine will be mine. Ah, Elaine. It'll be a sweet day in hell when you feel the fiery breath of my gifts on your lips and become my undead bride. And I'll destroy any man who dares get in my way. Suffering sailors, tis good to be dead. <laughs> good old LeChuck. Pirate the King LeChuck? Fearsome pirate ever to sail the seven seas. Mm-hmm. Which one did you say? What did you I say? Said, I said Pirate King, but he's the ghost pirate LeChuck. So he's, he's st- he starts off as LeChuck, then mm-hmm. he's ghost pirate LeChuck, then he's demon LeChuck. And oh. then he's zombie LeChuck. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, I think because he's he's he turns into the ghost pirate, and then that's mm-hmm. the that's him in the first game. Mm-hmm. Then in the second game, he is. I feel like he's zombie in the second game because he does all the voodoo stuff. The, yeah. uh, and then in the third game, he starts off zombie, but then he becomes like a demon. I think. I think that's the way around it goes. Nice. I can't quite remember. What do you love anyway, so much about your well, boy LeChuck? Okay, well, first of all, my favourite thing about LeChuck is uh, the fact that... Uh, he, so, he famously, he's in love with the same woman that the hero, Guy Brush Sweetwood, is in love with, Elaine Marley, mm-hmm. the governor of Melee Island, mm-hmm. um, who famously, when they first she first met uh lechuk she told him to drop dead and uh it was a statement that he apparently took literally <laughs> and then he came back as a ghost pirate and then he spent <laughs> the rest of his days uh well he spent the rest of his days originally trying to make elaine his uh his ghost bride zombie mm. bride um but uh yeah i also like the fact that uh i think it's the voodoo lady in one of the games uh mm-hmm. informs guybrush that um actually like lechuk's sole only goal in life is to like make his life miserable <laughs> make guybrush's I mean, life miserable yeah yeah thanks guybrush and elaine i think but yeah yeah he's cool he turned yeah so the first things he turns into a ghost pirate um, after discovering the wonderfully named Big Whoop, mm-hmm. uh, the secret treasure. Um, so there's two. There's like there's 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 differing versions of how he became a ghost. Some people say oh, that, really, yeah. So he um, so one is that Elaine told him to drop dead, and then he sailed into a storm and he died. Mm-hmm. Um, another theory is that he discovered Big Whoop before he met Elaine, 
mm-hmm. um, because he could take a human form. That was one of his powers. Mm-hmm. And then when she told him to drop dead, he sailed off into the storm, pretended to die because mm. then he th- he thought that uh, that that would appeal to her. <laughs> <laughs> and then he came back as a ghost and then obviously she didn't want anything to do with him. And then by this point, Guybrush showed up and then uh, all hell went, everything went to hell. But then, uh, yeah, he, um, I also like that his uh, his the, his like um, the guy he used to run with, uh, uh, Largo Largo Lagrand, who I think you meet in the second game or third game, I can't remember. Um, but one of the things uh, <laughs> he uh, says about uh, like how LeChuck is like this evil uh dread pirate that everyone's scared of is the fact that um he says the worst thing about him is that he didn't give tips <laughs> <laughs> son of a bitch yeah did you play the monkey island games i played the first i played the i played the i played yeah i played through the first three i guess i played the first one i played the second one because the second one you do you have is there ship combat in the second one that isn't in the first one? Um Or is there sec- ship combat in the first one? The second one definitely has ship combat. The third okay, then. one third one has ship combat. So I played I definitely played the first one all the way through. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I played the second one that I don't remember if I finished it and I definitely because the third one's the animated one, right? Yeah, like the, that's the, my favorite the, one. The cell shaded. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Um, I don't know if I finished it, but I know that I played it. Yeah, it was a tricky one. It's quite long as well, the third one. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one where, uh, so he gets blasted uh, with a voodoo cannonball. He he creates a voodoo cannonball that, he wants, mm-hmm. that he's going to blast Guybrush with. Um, but then Guybrush uh, makes it blast him. Mm-hmm. And uh, instead of killing the zombie pirate LeChuck, it fuses with him, mm-hmm. and then that's when he becomes like the demon pirate. That's when he has like the fire beard. Yeah, yeah. Um, he can produce fire at will. So he, uh, what I like about the games is that like uh, every time Guybrush and Elaine defeat, well, it's Guybrush that always defeats him. But every time Guybrush defeats him um, or thinks he's defeated him, LeChuck only becomes more powerful <laughs> but then but then Guybrush still manages to beat him every time it's so funny it's like no matter how powerful he becomes it's like this running gag i know that's true of like a lot of superhero type mm. storylines and stuff like that but i just like the di- that dynamic between Guybrush and um uh and lechuk because lechuk is legitimately so powerful and so like feared throughout the <laughs> the um uh the mediterranean uh, not the mediterranean the caribbean the Caribbean, um, apart from Guybrush, like he just doesn't <laughs> like Guybrush. Just doesn't buy it at all. He's just like, who is this guy? <laughs> so I love that. Give him some root beer. Yes, exactly. He kills him with root beer. How good is that? It's I also funny. love that. I also love that um, the ending to the third game. I think. Is uh, where they uh, have to ride the ro- the roller coaster on Big Whoop, the carnival, the Big Whoop. Yeah, carnival. they ride the roller coaster for like eternity <laughs> <laughs> until he destroys him. 
Nice. Yeah, it's good. Nice. I like. Yeah, I I feel like there's 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 uh there's probably less depth to go into <laughs> in terms of evangelizing <laughs> him to to the extent that you would with someone like Darth Revan, but yeah. I just love LeChuck. He's a good antagonist, and it's mainly because yeah. I just love the Monkey Island games. Yeah, um, I just find him just a fun antagonist. I uh, so my next one will be I think a very short one um, to talk cool, about man. because so it's just. Who, it's Purple oh. Tentacle from Day of the Tentacle. I feel like I could. Like I could. <laughs> like I could. Oh yes. Yeah, because well, I mean, we're on LucasArts games, and I, I Purple Tentacle does not have nearly the screen time that LeChuck has. I was just <laughs> going through my catalog, and I was like, "Who? What? What video game villains do I like?" And I saw Day of the Tentacle, and I'm like, "I love Purple Tentacle." And I only really, really, I only really remember that first scene. Yeah, uh, I think that's all most people remember from Day of the Tentacle because that game was so just, fucking hard. It was really hard. I, yeah. I, I'm sure at some point I had to get tips to beat it, but I, I beat it. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, it was just, it's just so, <laughs> was it like, how do you feel? Like, I feel, I feel, I feel like I could take over the world. <laughs> It's just so dumb because he's just got these yeah. little nubbin arms, and <laughs> suddenly it's just all it takes for him to take over the world. And I loved that game. That game was hilarious. Yeah, um, those old LucasArts games were just top notch. Absolutely, um, they're among my favorites. I mean, obviously, yeah, we just talked about Monkey Island. Is like easily yeah. those first three games are like among my favorite games ever. Yeah, and and, and they, the tentacle is right there. They made a departure from the the Sierra model of point and click, where you could just die all the fucking time. Yes. Um. So much obtuse like stuff you had to do. My friend still like will rant about. There's a moment in one of the King's Quests where you walk into a scene, and if you don't grab a boot and throw it at a cat, like it's just like a little like when you walk in, like there'll kind of be a little intro animation to like a frame, you know, a scene. Like, you know, yeah. water will drip or something. A cat is chasing a mouse. If you don't throw a boot at that cat, the one first time you walk into that scene, then you are soft-locked. You can't beat the game. And it's designed that way. Oh my like, you God. have to go back and load a save. That's not even <laughs> one of the, like, the obnoxious things where it's like, oh, you tried to eat your spaghetti with a spoon and you fucking choked to death. Load your save yeah. game. Like, those fucking yeah. Sierra games are awful. Man. Um... But yeah, the, the the LucasArts games and Day of the Tentacle was hilarious. I never played Maniac Mansion. I think I tried at some point, but it was That's not my jam. Impossible game, I think. Yeah. yeah. Although they There's... did, they did re-release it, right? They definitely yeah. did Day of the Tentacle. It's in it's in Day of the Tentacle. <laughs> you can play Maniac Mansion on a on a computer in Day of the Tentacle. Amazing. Yeah, which is hilarious. Um... <laughs> The uh that's the only place I played Maniac Mansion was in Day of the Tentacle. <laughs> um 
uh, it's a Monkey Island, but there's that really there's a really wonderful moment in uh, the first Monkey Island where you walk over to an, a ledge and the the ledge just breaks and you fall. And it's one of those Sierra you died screens popped up and you're way into yeah. the game by this point and you've never died before. And it's like, <laughs> oh, guess you shouldn't have stepped there, dumb dumb, or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Like load your game. And then Guybrush like bounces back up and lands on the on the plateau and <laughs> he just goes, Rubber tree. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so silly. But yeah. Uh purple tentacle. Like just that game, that moment, and it's just that moment. It's just that silly, silly moment, and I love that game. Sometimes that's all it takes. That's all it takes. I think that's similar with my next pick, which again is someone who like probably warrants a longer discussion if you're a real fan of the whole series. But for me, it's just all about his appearance in the first game. And that's Albert Wesker from Resident Evil. Tyrant virus is a super virus which creates a monster which is much stronger than human beings. Tyrant is the most powerful biological weapon in the world. You don't mean you're experimenting on real people. This is really beautiful. All this power will be mine. For the sake of an awful creature? Don't be upset. All weak people exist to be eaten. I never played through the first one, so... You never never played through it? No. 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 What? That game was obnoxious. Why, how was it obnoxious? Like, obnoxiously hard. Like, oh. you start the game, and then, like, you've got, like, a... Like, I just... I, I, don't, I think I only tried to play it, like, once or twice. And I was like, well, this is... I'm not going to play through a whole game like this. This is awful. <laughs> so it's one of my favorite games <laughs> fair enough but yeah so albert wesker is the so he's the main bad guy in that in that game and so it, it's one of those great it's one of those um great early kind of plot twists in video games where you know you uh play through this entire game he's he's like the captain of your unit of um super cops mm-hmm. whatever, whatever the stars are um so they um so he uh, you you end up in this uh, mansion called the Spencer mansion and uh Wesker suggests that you all split up so you do and then uh as everyone knows you discover zombies all this kind of mad shit happens you solve lots of puzzles eventually you get down to uh you discover a laboratory underneath the mansion so you go down into the sewers and then you find this laboratory um in there Eventually, um, you you figure out throughout the game that um, all of the zombies, all of the things that you're experiencing are all because of these experiments that were going on down in this lab. You get down in the lab, you find more heinous shit down there, like including like a zombie shark and stuff like this. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you get to uh, this one lab where there is a... Um, because you're you're trying to uh destroy uh the lab because there's this uh you, this virus that's been uh causing all this mayhem it's called the T virus and when you get there Wesker is waiting for you and he reveals that he's orchestrated this whole series of events um led you all to the mansion because uh he wanted to 
he basically was working undercover for the company Umbrella, who mm-hmm. um, who created the virus. Mm-hmm. But to make him even more villainous, he was going to double cross them <laughs> by stealing the T virus and selling it to another company who he was also working for. So he's like a double baddie. Damn. Yeah. And he'd also injected himself <clears throat> with some of uh, of the serum before you before the game even began so mm. that uh he's basically super powerful. He's super strong and he has like healing abilities. Um but you don't actually get a chance to fight him in the first game. Um because he gets killed quote unquote by the tyrant which he releases to kill you but it actually attacks him first um but he survives that apparently that's how it that's how it all plays out later on is that he Mm. survives um if you if you get into the whole kind of overarching story of it all um but uh some fun facts about albert wesker so the, the main reasons i like him is because so he he's (laughs) <laughs> he's got like it's classic 90s uh sort of tropey villain he's got a blonde flat top and sunglasses that he never <laughs> takes off yeah um he talks in like a really cool <laughs> way i mean all the voice acting in that original resident evil game is absolutely piss poor oh yeah um but wesker is like you know top of the pile as far as i'm concerned in terms of like you can tell that the they were directing him to be like sound cool sound cool (laughs) and the guy's just like absolutely fucking shitting it all the way through um but yeah there's um some facts about albert wesker so apparently he graduated with a phd in virology at age Mm -hmm. 17 he's also a sick martial artist nice uh yeah, he so he was in he was in the Marvel versus Capcom games. So he's hmm. a pretty good pretty good fighter. Um this is my favorite though. He believes humans to be an evolutionary dead end in need of order, deliverance and rebirth. Yeah. Kind of with him on that one. You know, I was about to say this guy just sounds like you. <laughs> a degree yeah. in virology at 17, exactly. martial arts exactly. master and then I know. human yeah. beings are an evolutionary dead end. That's it. All he's that's, trying to do is create he's just all to create a level playing field, just wipe everything out and start again with a yeah. with a race of superhumans. Sounds great to me. Yeah. <laughs> that's Robbie's always talking about that. But that's that's why I like Wesker. I think I like Wesker more because he's like he's he's talked about and built up as this like super cool, like mastermind villain of the Resident Evil franchise. But mm. when you play through that first game with that voice actor, he's just like <laughs> this total fucking Burke. And I <laughs> I love it. Like he's like I can't hate him. Like yeah. even though he's supposed to be the villain, I'm just like, ah, uh, yeah, but he's pretty cool. Like <laughs> because he's not cool at all. <laughs> nice. So that's my that's my next pick. That's uh, Albert Wesker. Nice. So who's uh, who's who's your next who's your next pick, JM? I'll uh, I'll stick with the similar similar game type. Um, I actually didn't have this on my list. Uh, I I put someone from one of the Final Fantasy games that I played when I was a kid, and I was like, I remember I liked this guy, but I don't really remember anything about him. Um, but I do remember Pyramid Head. You hear that? 
I do remember playing Silent Hill 2 and being absolutely terrified of Pyramid Head. Um, yeah, I don't think I don't think you're alone there, JN. Yeah, and it's it's a little. I feel like I'm like it. it it's it's kind of like bacon, where bacon <laughs> is fucking excellent. But you remember yeah. for a while there when everybody just got way too into bacon? Oh man! And it was weird. Like everyone's no. like bacon, bacon, bacon. Oh, my personality, ha, bacon. And it's like, <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> turns out bacon is the real villain. <laughs> my heart. Um. <laughs> yeah, Pyramid Head is fucking excellent. I mean, it was this this character in a in a in a game. You know, Silent Hill Two was already fucking terrifying. Um, yeah. I loved the Silent Hill series. Uh, I mean, I only played the first three, but um, I played the Wii one anyway. Um, but Pyramid Head shows up. For those who don't know, Pyramid Head is this uh giant, um, like not super giant, like maybe nine foot tall humanoid, um, wearing like a butcher's apron with. Uh, 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 a massive sword, like the length, like as long as his body, that he just drags around. Um, and that's part of what makes him cool is th- the sound design on the Silent Hill games was oh. fucking excellent, and that's like Jesus. what made them so, like part of what made them so fucking terrifying. Absolutely. Um, and then he has a giant metal pyramid, like fused to his head, like like it's 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 oblong. So that, like, the back of his head is, is almost flat, and then, like, the front, this metal pyramid comes out about, like, three feet? It's yeah. huge. Uh, it's unwieldy. And the first time you see the first time you see Pyramid Head, uh, you go into a room. I don't remember if he's already in there, but you hide, and you, you, you go into a room, and it very much looks like he is fucking one of the other monsters in the game. Yeah. Uh, to death. Uh, and like you hide in like a closet and you're like, you're looking out the slats in this closet at him and he like, there's like, he's like looking like he finishes what he's doing and it's fucking weird. And then he like, he like, he's looking around and he's looking for you. And then he like grabs his head in like, like he's having pain and, and torment. And for me, I don't know what it is, but like a ghost there's this, there's this dumb movie called Thirteen Ghosts, and there's like a scene where this chick's getting in the bath, and there's a ghost in the bathtub already that the chick can't see, and the ghost looks terrified. Ooh. And there's something about a ghost that looks scared that mm. makes it worse for me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, you just describing that makes me go like, Ugh. right, like, like. Like there's something about like like yeah I don't know so like when when Pyramid Head is like this embodiment of pain and like is in torment as well like du- like feels hurt uh, feels you know anguish feels trapped all these things that I think these these sort of these sort of things actually represent like you know mm-hmm. as as metaphors as, as you know, as things that happen, because it's it's very easy to be like you know to to have a, a ghost or a bad guy and be like, huh, ha ha, I'm the bad guy, ha. That's not scary. Like, I mean, it it can be like if they're like totally crazy, but like that's like someone being like separate from 
the metaphor. So when you've got something that is pain and it is in pain, when you've got something that is fear and it is afraid, it just doubles down and it becomes that thing. And it's so mm. scary. Like, uh, oh, my God. Uh, Left for Dead 2, The Witch. Oh, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> fuck, right? The fucking witch, man. The worst thing about the witch is that she's crying. Oh, the worst thing about the witch Sorry. is that she's fucking crying. I mean, oh, and then she screams, God. and that's bad yeah. too. Yeah, the scream is bad. The, the crying scream, is the... bad because you know what's coming. Yeah, because you're like, oh, you're like, oh, fuck. Well, and then, like... you, and then, yeah, when she when she attacks you, then she oh, like, howls. And it's just like it's, awful. It's oh, but it's the God. same emotion, right? It's like internalized, and then it's externalized, and it's just that that pathos. Yeah. Um, and it's confusing because you, yeah. you you know it's you know it's it's threatening and it's yeah. and it's and it's dangerous, um, yeah. but it doesn't seem to. But it doesn't at the same time it doesn't seem to fully act in the right way. So you just kind of go like, it's, ah, <laughs> it's not just acting like a monster. Like, why it's are you in being pain. so fucking weird? <laughs> <laughs> You're not making this easy for me. Like the zombies yeah. are easy. They go, wow, and I go, gotcha. Yeah, this is, yeah. Um, if I thought about it, I would have put the witch probably. Cause, but um, they were, oh my God, the witch. Um, but Pyramid Head, <laughs> very popular nowadays. Um but yeah, really cool, terrifying enemy, and and there are scenes where Pyramid sh- Head shows up, and you just can't kill him, nope. like you you can't hurt him, yeah. Uh, and that's that was that was a really cool element to have in the game, where it's like, oh, you got to go, you gotta you gotta leave, you gotta get the fuck out of here because this guy is just gonna fuck you up, yeah. Uh, and I really enjoyed the first, apparently they made a second one that I haven't seen and it sounds awful, but I really enjoyed the first Silent Hill movie. Me too. Um, and Pyramid Head in that was excellent. Barely yeah. shows up in the movie. When he does, it's just absolute fucking loot bad news. Yep. Um, and he is just, he's fucking the worst. Yep. Um, and yeah, uh, and I could get into, you know, Silent Hill 2 and... Kind of the, the way me- it, the meaning mm, of all of that. Yeah, the meaning of yeah. everything that's going on there, and I think that's also like what really makes Pyramid Head cool as a villain. Yeah, is that it's a monster. He's a monster, yeah. but he has meaning, like within the context of the character's story. Yep, um, and he looks fucking cool. Let's face he it, he does. Like a he cool, does. a cool looking baddie is yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, we all like a cool looking baddie. And he doesn't like quite uh, make sense, Wesker. Yeah. He drags that sword and it makes that like, yeah, as he's coming down the hall and you hear that and you go, "Oh no." Oh. And then you hear oh. <laughs> and then you hear any metal creak against metal through the rest of that game and you're like, "Oh shit, what?" <laughs> yeah, good old pyramid head. And nice. as a bonus the witch from Left 4 Dead because I'm going to put in a I'm going to put in a little sound bite of her here. No, do no, no! Don't do that! Don't do <laughs> that late. to anybody. Too late. Oh. It's already done. It's already happened. I hope you it's just play the happened. jingle again. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> what you got? Okay, my next pick is a slightly different tangent. I think it's another character that I see as being uh, integral to the the overall overall narrative of the game, and also. Mm-hmm. 
does something unique within that game that I just think is really, really memorable. In a game that yeah. has lots of memorable moments, in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, I think this is one that, well, I wouldn't say it gets overlooked, but I think it's one that's maybe just a little... Understated? Underappre- under, yeah, and a bit a bit underappreciated when compared yeah. to the, the things that people like to talk about when discussing that game and that game is Bioshock and uh, which I talk about all the fucking time on this podcast <laughs> as, as well as Monkey Island. Not where I thought um, you were going with that actually, but go on. Resident Evil. Uh, so it's, uh, this is a character called Sander Cohen. Ah, that's better. Atlas Ryan. Atlas Ryan. Da, 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 da. Time was, you could get something decent on the radio. The artist has a duty to seduce the ear and delight the spirit. So say goodbye to those two blowhards and hello to an evening with Sander Cohen. Do you know who Sander Cohen is, JM? Uh, I know the story of, I know how the first Bioshock goes because my friend told it to me. Yeah. So Sander Cohen uh is one of the residents. He's the he's the he's the art artist in residence, I suppose, um in Rapture, the city that you explore in Bioshock. Um and he's sort of like a savant. You know, he's a he's a poet, he's a composer, he's a sculptor, a playwright. He's just an artist. He's just an all encompassing he, he encompasses the arts within Rapture. He looks kind of like Dali, um, <laughs> and he kind of has that sort of same, you know, outlook on things. Um, and uh, obviously, Rapture all goes to shit. And um, along with most of the other residents of Rapture, he went completely batshit crazy. Um, and he ends up taking over this entire district called Fort Frolic, which is kind of like. It's where the theatres are and shopping and stuff like this. And it's kind of like, it's kind of where everybody goes to uh, have fun, I guess, for Frolic, mm-hmm. right? Um, and what Cohen has done is that he's locked it all off. He's kind of retreated into Fort Frolic and he's made the entire area about him. You know, like his ego is on display everywhere. Um mm. And he's basically turned it into his own sort of like twisted art project, which makes the the whole setting really, really cool right from the get go. Yeah. Um, and so there's like uh, the, one of the main one of the first things you see is that he's like uh, there's these like uh, plaster statues all around, you know. Uh, sort of in strange poses lots of like ballet dances and things like this and um you then find out that they're actually people that have been encased in plaster you know mm-hmm. um and you have to fight some of them later on um but a lot of them are all like you know horrifically murdered uh residents that he's then turned into art sculptures and things like that so he traps you um where he traps you in Fort Frolic with him. And what what I love about this is that um, 
up until that point in the game on your radio you're communicating with um two of the the main characters um which is atlas and ryan and um they'll come onto your radio and talk to you and you know it'll sort of lead the narrative and you've been uh you've been on this certain path basically all the way through the game until you get to fort frolic and then suddenly you're kind of lifted out of that narrative and you're in sander cohen's world and he um uh scrambles your radio so you so nobody can talk to you apart from him he locks you in fort frolic and then effectively he makes you he forces you to participate in his sort of twisted theater like you you become part of this art project and that's what's so cool about him as a villain because he's just confined to this one area it's not even like a boss fight really it's just this whole you know a good sort of you know, a couple of hours in the game or whatever, where you're just doing this whole one experience. So the first thing you see is that um, uh, there's this guy who um, is being forced to perform for you when you arrive. So he's putting on his, uh, and Sander Cohen bills it as this guy's uh, final performance. And it's a guy who's like strapped to a booby-trapped piano. And as soon as he finishes performance... Uh, the piano explodes and kills him. And then Sander Cohen says, take a photo of him. Um, and you have to, and you, you take a photo of him and then it appears on this uh, kind of sculpture. Um, he calls it like a quad trip, uh, like a triptych, a quad tick, mm. <laughs> you know? Um, and basically what he wants you to do is, uh, is help him create his masterpiece and his and that involves you then having to go and uh track down three of his uh artistic protégés and you have to kill them and take their photos so that he can complete his masterpiece and um it takes away the uh the navigation uh system in the game uh huh. so you have so you just have to explore freely um you don't know where any of these proteges are or what they look like you just kind of have to explore until you until you find them um and each encounter is slightly different um really interesting and unique um but the main thing is like uh everything's random and unexpected but the the end goal is that you complete cohen's work um and then when you've done that uh he then uh sends out all of these uh these uh splices who are yeah encased in this plaster you know they're these uh these living dolls mm. sends them to attack you which you think is the boss fight right but they all die like really easily like you can just hit them with the wrench like one time and they just die straight away um but the ho- but there's a spotlight on you and the whole uh the whole battle if it's a battle if you want to call it a battle is set to Waltz of the Flowers from the Nutcracker by <laughs> Tchaikovsky. <laughs> and it, it is literally like you find yourself, you know, kind of dancing, you know, in time to the music and like killing all these splices that are dressed as ballerinas. And it becomes this performance. And, you know, you're, you're basically collaborating with Cohen in this just like fucked up <laughs> like twisted art piece performance art 
And uh, I just think that's so fucking cool. And I, I don't know any other games that have come close to doing anything like that. So that's why I think he's a really cool villain. Because he is a villain. He's like, you you know, he's he's killing yeah. people. He's forcing he's, you to kill people. Doesn't sound like but, a great guy. Yeah, <clears> but he's... <throat> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the way that you interact with him and this this whole portion of the game is just so unique and so interesting and so fun to play through. You know, like you you sort of like you sort of well you don't you don't grow to love him <laughs> but like <laughs> you know i think he's really cool you know i i have an affection for him because that whole yeah. that whole that whole segment of the game is just so different from everything else cool yeah so i went on a bit i didn't of a know anything there. about that guy that's yeah. a cool fucking scene it is cool it is cool and it it only really sort of struck me how cool it was again when i was reminding myself because i knew i wanted to talk about him because yeah. i always loved him but then i was like man what like what is it about him that i love so much it's not like he's got like loads of catchphrases or anything and then yeah i was like oh yeah you like you have to kill these people and then you do this dance and it's fucking yeah it's so cool <laughs> and then you don't you don't even like have to ki- you have the option at the end like you can kill him if you or you can you can attack him and then mm-hmm. you have to fight him or you can just leave him to it and just be like, you know what? You're <laughs> just fucking. You're mental, and you're doing your thing here. Um, but he he he's happy to like let you go because you collaborated with him. So yeah. it's like it's up to you whether you decide he deserves to die for that, or if you're just gonna leave him there to just like go mad. Cool. It's quite quite cool. Yeah, yeah that's that's pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that was my pick. Uh, uh, my next pick is also a lovable psychopath. <laughs> we do love a lovable psychopath. Uh, and it's 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 weird because he's 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 fucking terrifying. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> my next pick is uh, Trevor Phillips from Grand Theft Auto Five. Oh my N word, huh? <laughs> what What's up, up homie? Huh? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what a, is that how you act, huh? When a, when a friend makes a mistake, huh? No, really? Man. Oh, no. What, oh, so what? It's just me getting hurt. Is that funny? No, huh? man. Well, fuck you! I'm gonna put you in the fucking ground. You laugh at me again, man. Calm down. I have met a lot of assholes in my life, but you, well, you're not long for this world if this is the way you fucking act. You little jumped-up motherfucker! Look, how about this, man? Calm down. It was funny at first, man. I made a mistake. Unfortunately, man, you failed. It was funny, all right? I apologize. I accept your apology. Okay? All right, so let's hug it out. Uh, yeah, so Trevor is one of the three playable characters in Grand Theft Auto V. Um, there's Michael, um, Franklin, and Trevor. And Trevor used to be Michael's, um, criminal cohort. And then Michael, you know, went into witness protection and went across the country to hide. And Trevor is a terrifying psychopath. And he's sort of talked about in hushed whispers. Um, 
<clears throat> between Michael and his family or between Michael and his FBI contact and just sort of this like, uh, and also with, uh, with Lester, you know, there's just like, th- there'll be a lot of like, you haven't heard from him, have you? Oh no, he must be dead. <laughs> uh, yeah. and you know, you, you know, our boy isn't around, is he? No, no. And, um, <clears throat> so it's, you know, and then he shows up and he's evil. Like he is sadistic and manipulative and cruel and takes the most advantage of being a protagonist in a video game out of all of them. Because a lot of his schemes are just really goofy, but they work because he's the protagonist. Like, it's like, all right, go in here and kill all of these people. (laughs) Yeah. Um, is, is generally how his missions go. And it, it sort of indulges, you know, when you're playing Grand Theft Auto, you're you're there to play a crime game. You're there to do crimes. Yeah. And um <clears throat> Trevor is uh you know, he's he indulges that sort of that 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 chaos, that desire to fucking just blow shit up and tear shit up and just be cruel and malicious and you yeah. know you know, there are times I, I think hmm? I was just going to say, yeah, I think there was a, a tendency, <clears throat> particularly in the media, I think, when when that game came out to uh, to to cast Trevor as the uh, the and the player analog. You know, it's like, oh, this is the stereotypical Grand Theft Auto player, <laughs> because like all all Trevor cares about is just creating mayhem. Yeah, and and. Uh, yeah, and killing as many people as possible. And there's a strong case to be made that most people who play Grand Theft Auto... <laughs> I mean... <laughs> like to indulge in, in those yeah, activities. <laughs> yeah. And there's so there's they, a big chunk that are, like, very Trevor-prone, right? That are yeah, just, yeah. like, bullies and sadists <laughs> and think that they're good. Because that's the, also the thing. Like, Trevor, like, hates himself or whatever. He's, he's it, The writing is just so good on those <laughs> games. Um, but he, you know, he, he, uh, he, he, you know, he, the way he speaks, the way he thinks things through, like he's very earnest. Um, he, he, he is a a villain. He is uh, a bad guy and he knows it and he's into it and he embraces it. And there are a lot of players that play awful, uh, like awful shitty people. But I think anybody who plays the game, there are moments when you're playing the game I think anybody who plays Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto Five, you know, um, you get frustrated about something. Something goes wrong. You get killed in a mission. Your car gets flipped over. An NPC makes a left turn into you, and you go and you beat the shit out of an NPC, or you fucking blow yeah. some shit up. You fucking act cruelly. You like you're like you know what? I'm just gonna stab somebody until the game won't let me stab them anymore. <laughs> um, and it's it like there's there's a joy in it. I mean, and that is the experience of that game. That is what you're. You're playing, like, that's part of the experience of that game. It's not the whole experience, but that is part of it. It's part of this, like, weird power trip thing, this bullying thing, this this vindictiveness thing, this this rage. Um, yeah. But Trevor's a bad dude. And he does suffer from that sort of thing where, like, he only gets away with things because he's a protagonist in, a, in, in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like I said, a lot of his schemes are just not smart. And I do feel like the i don't know how many acts you'd say that game has but in the third act he doesn't he doesn't end up being as dangerous as he's portrayed as to the main the other characters and stuff like that yeah um and that's a bit of a shame 
Like he, mm. he like it's sort of like he has the aesthetic of being this like totally violent, unhinged psychopath, but then like he actually behaves. Yeah. Um, and uh, like I mean that happens a lot in in things where like someone is like, oh, they're a total badass hero, but then they always get their ass kicked. Yeah. Um, and it's like, wait, but what? But like, but the narrative is still they're a total badass hero. Um, or like the bad guy from the, the Fury Road, where it's like, oh, he's a big evil baddie, but he never actually does anything bad. Yeah. He never actually does a bad, the bad thing. He is incompetent. Yeah. And it's like a Saturday morning cartoon villain where <clears throat> they just lose the whole time. And you're like, mm. how is this a bad guy? They only <laughs> ever lose. Uh, Trevor's not quite that scale, but like in the end, he's, he's, he doesn't, I don't think he lives up to his reputation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Have I you think ever seen... Hmm. Have you ever seen that film? Oh, I think it's called like Cell Block something. It's it's got Mm-mm. Vince Vaughn in it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, oh man, I can't remember what it's called. It's called like Cell Block something, or it's it's about it's about a, a fucked up prison anyway. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, see if you can find that um, because that's a good example of like when someone is supposed a someone is supposed to be <clears throat> built up as a badass. Mm. um b uh the threat of them just being willing to do you know anything and everything you know to 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 get what they to get what they are after or whatever like actually following through on that you know like it does it does all these things exactly what you were just saying about how like some characters are often built up in a certain way and then it turns out actually you know they're not quite that bad or whatever it is um and I just remember watching that film and I had no idea what to expect when I watched it. And then I watched it and I was like, holy shit. It like, <laughs> it goes hard. Somebody lived <laughs> up like, to their, their, their rep? You what, sorry? So, so somebody does live up to their rep in that movie. Oh yeah. Like it, it just nice. goes, it's like, it's full on. It's so good. <laughs> nice. Well, that's what I wanted. I mean, that's, yeah. Like if you're going to build somebody up, like it needs to pay off. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that film. Yeah, that film really pays off. Ooh. Vince Vaughn, it's just, it's some sort of prison name. Um, yeah. Cell block something or other. But yeah, uh, yeah. anyway, sorry, I derailed the, the no, that's right. chat. Like, I thought you were going to say, because I, I recently watched, I uh, started to watch the, the Snowpiercer series that they oh, made. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't much care for it. I, I, like, I, I stopped watching after the second episode, but Trevor is in it. Oh, no way. That actor is in it, and uh, yeah, there's a scene where he's talking, and I'm like, mother, and I pause it, and I'm like, that's Trevor, that's fucking Trevor, and he's, you know, it's him, I mean, he looks like that, <laughs> he, he sounds like, I mean, it was, yeah, it was yeah. the actor, um, and I'd love to see him in more things, because he's, again, the acting in those Rockstar fucking games is excellent, the writing's excellent, but yeah, um, uh, so good. So Amazing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Trevor Phillips, Grand Theft Auto Five, And, just like the, uh, that Cohen fellow, you do have the choice to kill him in the end if you want to. Mm. Did you kill him? You know, I don't. And I, I think it's just because I don't like eliminating a playable character. <laughs> like, yeah. like, as a player, I don't, yeah. I can't do that. But my second playthrough, I was like, I should do it. I should do it. Um, but they also, they get you, man. There's, they, basically, you have to, you, you've, finish a mission and the outro on that mission you have to decide if you're going to kill him or not so you've already like you don't it's like fuck i gotta choose now oh that's Um, so good 
It's really good. Yeah, it's really smart um, because it, it, you know, you don't get to like, oh, I'm going to save. And then we do this like, fuck, I just did this fucking mission. Fuck. Yeah. Amazing. It's good stuff. Good pick. Thanks. Uh, okay, well. Um, this is the one I thought on. you were going to say last time when you were leading into it. What that I'm going to do now. Yeah, the one you're going to do now. Because, I, you know, I, I have your list here, and I was like, you're talking about understated and subdued and, like, a game with a lot of really great moments. Anyway, you do your intro, but this is what I thought you were talking about. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I'm talking about Hotline Miami. <laughs> <laughs> but who are you talking about in Hotline Miami? I'm talking about our friends, JM, the janitors. The reason why I picked the janitors, um, well, firstly, full disclosure, uh, uh, they are our friends. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel I feel perfectly at ease um, bringing them into our, our villainous conversation here uh, yeah. because they wrote themselves that way. Uh, mm-hmm. So Jonathan and Dennis, uh, the famous janitors from Hotline Miami, I I like them the most in those games because really like the 50 blessings and all of that and the uh, you know and the russian mafia and and all of the the various uh the wild twists and turns mm-hmm. of the the stories throughout, throughout those two games um there's a lot of bad people in those games but dennis and jonathan <laughs> just bastards <laughs> Well, they're 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 the people making it all happen. Yeah, they're pulling the strings, which they I are I, I love. I you know, obviously being a nod and a wink to them, uh, you know, making the game. Yeah. Um, but I like that uh, they're just they <laughs> they're just really snide, you know, really kind of like arrogant. <laughs> you know, they don't really care for anybody. They don't value anybody's life. Um, they threaten every single person that they speak that speaks to them in the game or their families or they threaten to do bad things to people that they know um and, now, and i just uh, what okay, were you sorry say? i don't remember them doing that much so you don't they just make like, the phone you calls only don't encounter they? them you encounter them a few times they're yeah not, they like, like leer not, like, at you all the way they're like through. hey <laughs> yeah exactly they're just like yeah. a bit like creepy and a bit but um you know they threaten uh cuz biker uh tries to find out what's know, really going who, on who, yeah what's really going on and they threaten yeah. him then uh they are obviously uh getting all of these people all of the masks to go out there and and kill russians mm-hmm. and then uh but then they they try they try to send jacket on like more and more dangerous assignments because they want to kill him and then 
Uh, Is that right? Yeah. And then the oh. um and then Richter, they uh they orchestrate the prison riot for uh uh to try and kill Richter as well. They're behind that. They're like the yeah, they're like the mm. puppet masters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They send you they send you to kill Richter. They send you to kill Richter. Yeah. And then um and then when you're both in prison there's like a there's a a fifty blessings. Is this in two? That's in two. Oh, okay. I didn't finish two. Yeah. Um, I got to the yeah. Boat so there's level. yeah. There's more. There's more stuff in two with yeah. the janitors. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I didn't remember them being that involved in everything. Yeah, they are, and you can find um, there's like collectibles uh, to find more. Like I think it's like if you find the five computer files. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you go to the um headquarters i can't mm-hmm. remember exactly which way around it is but there's a way of like you you learning more um mm. uh from the janitors mm. um but i love that they're sort of like they see themselves as like and the 50 blessings as like patriots <laughs> which is so funny because it's dennis and jonathan <laughs> like their take on american patriotism yeah um i really like um yeah and they they you know and they they single-handedly kind of orchestrate all of these things you know they're making these these prank phone calls or well, not prank phone calls but yeah um they're making these phone calls they're ordering these killings and anybody yeah. that doesn't comply you know uh they have they take them out or they kill their family or they you know um they have someone else take them out yeah exactly yeah they, they never they, do anything that's the main thing is that they they because they're just because they're in between like 50 blessings and the actions of the masks and everything that's yeah. going on politically they just kind of like secretly yeah just they're pulling the strings without ever getting their hands dirty yeah without ever sort of taking the fall for it well, it's, it's, they, they're yeah, the meta. Saying? They're the meta. They yeah. are the people who made the game that you're playing. They're the people who make the calls that the that the character goes and takes the action on. Yeah, and it's it's sort of like a it's a it's a better version of that thing where some games like you play a game and the mechanic of the game is you have to kill people and you go through the game and then like three quarters of the way through like somebody's like. How could you kill those people? Like, who are you <laughs> having killed those people? Like, you made that choice. It's like, no, motherfucker. I played this game, and this is how the game was made to be played. Yeah. Uh, and, like, they try to moralize at you for dumb shit like that. And it's like, no, this is this is how you made the game. So, but, like, Hotline Miami, it starts from there. You know? Yeah. I mean, like, right away, they're like, do you, why are you doing this? Do you like hurting other people? Like, it very quickly is questioning why you're doing this, but you still do it and you keep doing it and it's fun to do. And, and there's that meta of like the people who made the game are also in the game, making you do the things that are the game. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and it, it's intended to make you ask that question of yourself as well, because it's like, even though those characters, you know, the, the janitors are, yeah, setting up the phone calls and and threatening people into doing these things. It's like, yeah, but at the end of the day, like you're still just doing it. <laughs> you know? You're the one doing it. <laughs> yeah, and they're just kind of like, yeah, there's that sort of them them sort of believing that like 
the means to getting yeah to getting what you want through threatening and killing people is just i mean in in the game it's their vision of like this is this is like a staple of american society but yeah the meta is that like this is just video games no the the meta is that it's a staple of american society isn't it that this that this this being this casual acceptance of violence this sort of being into it is sick yeah it's both you know because that that's like that's that's how they view patriotism in the game that's how the characters view patriotism in the game Mm. the 50 blessings but also yeah it's the it's the reality of of yeah like uh what did you just say you just said (laughs) that it's that it's that it's sick that it's that it's weird that it's yes okay exactly Exactly. And, yes. and you know, the first game takes it really far, and then the second game's like, "How much are you okay with? How much?" And people are into it, and it's 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 it suffers from not suffers from, but it 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 has the same thing that satire, the same kind of trouble that satire bumps into, where a lot of people don't get it. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, of people, people don't hate it get well. satire. Uh, hate Hotline Miami. Or yeah, hate or, they, or hate you know video games doing certain things that um, that uh, that feed that. Hmm. Yeah, that that feed into the violence cycle, like the 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 violence input out. But like, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, like you know, I think I've said before, I didn't like Hotline Miami when I first played it because I found it upsetting. Yeah. And I was like, I don't like hurting other people. This isn't fun. I mean, it was fun. It's a really good game. But like that experience for me is I don't feel good about that. So and like like that game really made me feel weird when I played it the first time. I was like, what the fuck am I experiencing? I didn't like Hotline Miami the first time I played it because I played and finished the entire first game, first run through uh, on a laptop using the trackpad and the... (laughs) <laughs> and the and the keypad. Oh, yeah! How did you do that? That's I incredible. I know. Even Dennis, like, <laughs> when I told him that, I remember he was just like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, also impressive work with a trackpad, Robbie. Yeah, I know. I never did it again. <laughs> wow! Wow! Not I didn't have any sitting, other way though. of playing it at the time, like, because it wasn't on consoles yet. Um, yeah. And it was the that was the only thing I had was a laptop, so it was the only way I could play it. <laughs> you know, you can plug mice into those, right? Yeah, but I didn't have one. <laughs> you didn't have a mouse, Robbie. You didn't have no, a fucking I mouse. I, I didn't have a mouse. I didn't have a mouse. But you had a laptop. I had a laptop. Didn't have a mouse. You could, I don't want to. I don't want to money shame here, but you couldn't afford a mouse, <laughs> or like you were against them, or something. Uh, I don't remember, honestly. <laughs> I have no have idea why I didn't just buy it. I just, but I decided to persevere with, uh, with playing it on the trackpad. I finished it. I mean, bravo. Yeah. How I think did you Dennis get past the they Panthers? Didn't, didn't, I don't think they even tested it with a trackpad. <laughs> like when no, they made the game. who would test it with a trackpad? Nobody played, what? I know, JM, let's stop. That's let's incredible. Stop. No, it's incredibly impressive. It. I think we should start maybe a Twitch stream where you play incredibly <laughs> difficult games with a trackpad. And we just all sit, like, we'll have a camera on your hand, 
you know, on the trackpad, and then one on your face going, oh, as you hey, play I, I mean, I didn't, game I didn't say I, I was very good at it. I said I finished it. <laughs> you beat Hotline Miami with a trackpad. That's, that's a feat. Is that, that is like people feat. who finish Dark Souls with like a fucking Guitar Hero controller and stuff? That's, is that Yeah. Yeah, or like people who finish Dark Souls with a trackpad, because I think a Guitar <laughs> Hero controller is better than a trackpad. That's just buttons in a different order. <laughs> trackpad. Oh, well. Trackpad. They call me That's... Robbie the Trackpad. Who's your I last wish, pick, Jim? I wish they did. I wish we did. I wish we called you Trackpad. Uh, <laughs> here comes Trackpad. <laughs> Um, my last pick, man, we're going a long time this week. Yeah, I know. Um, I am choosing, this is another character who I'm picking because of one excellent moment, but they're a cool villain, um, really cool design, and it's Baal from Diablo 2. Baal! The gates of Sacheron have stood for eons beyond remembrance. And you shall not reach them now. Remove your foul demons from our lands. We stand on the side of light. And you shall not be allowed to reach Mount Ariat. And that which you seek will not be yours. Enough! Enough! I shall take your position into consideration. Did you play Diablo 2? No, I have not. Oh, Diablo 2 was excellent. Uh, really good game. A um, lot of fun. And uh, good story. Cool story. Um, and, uh... Really? S- s- hmm? Well, I was just going to say, when I was uh, younger, I... Uh, was incapable of differentiating, not because the games are similar, but just because I I just didn't understand the difference. Um, I would get Diablo and Dungeon Keeper mixed up all the time. Huh. Okay, fair enough. I, fair I enough. would I would I would see Diablo and I would think, oh, that's Dungeon Keeper. You know, like <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I just I was incapable of separating them. Like which game yeah. is which. I always thought that they were just the same game, basically. But hmm. anyway. Uh yeah, Diablo 2 is cool. It's 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 uh it's really good. And uh the story, so at the end of Diablo, um you kill Diablo and uh Diablo turns back into the kidnapped child because the 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 main villain in Diablo is is the the child of the king has been kidnapped and somebody jammed the crystal with Diablo's essence into their head, turned them into Diablo and then all the monsters you fight are that child's nightmares basically makes sense pretty fucking dark um and so then at the end of diablo the hero takes the crystal and shoves it into their own head to like keep diablo contained because for some reason they couldn't just leave him in the crystal i don't know why um but shoves him into their own head and then uh and then travels west always west and uh is on a quest to like revive Diablo to resurrect Diablo's brothers uh, Mephisto and Baal, 
and there's this guy. So Diablo 2 starts in a sanitarium, like, you know, in like a you know medieval-style sanitarium. And this, this robed figure enters and then enters into the cell of Marius. And Marius is the one telling the story. And he was the companion of the, the traveler, I think is what they call him, but the Diablo, um, the person with the, the crystal in their head. And they travel out across the land, and at the beginning and end of each chapter, Marius is telling the story. And there's a, there's a scene where they're releasing Baal, and oh, that means you don't know who Tyriel is either. Uh, they had really cool angel designs in Diablo 2. <clears throat> This angel shows up and he's got these weird, like, light tentacles coming out of his back instead of, like, wings. Mm. Um, really cool. Uh, very cool aesthetic. Like, it's like floating armor with a hood and an empty, uh, and like an empty interior of the hood. Oh, uh, um, I, I think I've seen this guy. Yeah. I've, uh, yeah, I've seen him, I think. So there's a scene where, um, Baal, like, Baal is, like, strapped to this. Plat like to this to the stone or something like that, and Diablo's there to to break him free, and Tyriel shows up to stop him, and um, what's his name? Uh, Marius is there, and Marius like like fucks up somehow, and like Baal is 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 going to be released. Um, like like Marius gets Baal's like soul stone. That's what the crystal that's in the Diablo guy's head, the soul stone. And Tyriel like wraps a tentacle around him. He's like, "You fool! Uh, go to the the soul forge and shatter the crystal because that's what you have to do to get Baal out of our world. Go fucking do that. Get the fuck out of here." Um, <laughs> and then Tyriel is fighting against Baal uh, and Diablo as Marius leaves. The game goes on, and Mephisto gets resurrected, and I think as the player, you get to kill Mephisto um, in that game. Uh, and then you go, and eventually you fight Diablo, and my original Diablo 2 villain was the Lag Demon, because my friend and I were playing on a local area network, and it would still fucking lag the fuck out. And uh, we would end up, like, it would freeze for a second, and then it would unfreeze, and one of us would just be fucking dead. And it was like, oh no! <laughs> but we still managed to win somehow. Uh, the lag demon. We can all, we can all, the lag demon. The real uh, villain. The real villain. So, uh, you, you defeat Diablo and you shatter Diablo and Mephisto's soul stones on the forge. And, uh, then it cuts to Marius in his cell and he's, he, you know, oh, the, the figure is, he's been telling Tyriel the story in the asylum. He's like, Tyriel, you, you came, let me tell you what happened. And, uh, and then he's there, and he's sitting there, and, and he's, he's, he's like, I tried to take it, but I, I couldn't do it. I, I, I just couldn't do it. I was too afraid. And then he, uh, he like, he's like, but here, you know, and he takes it, and he reaches out, and he's, he's like, here, take it. Take this, take this cursed thing away from me, Tyrael. You know, just destroy it. Take it away. And he's, like, crying. And Tyrael reaches out and is, is laughing. And he says, like, you've done very well, Marius, but I am not the Archangel Tyriel. And uh, <laughs> they all had, like, tentacles and stuff. And so, like, the tentacles slip out of his sleeve and kill Marius. And then, like, the whole place starts burning. And, like, the rats are running out of the burning building. 
And uh, that's the end of Diablo 2. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. So good. I was just like, I had my eyes closed while I was listening to you to tell this this whole story because I'd never played it. That's the end of the game. Fuck That's me. the end of the game. Yeah, it's so good because he's like, I couldn't destroy yeah. the last crystal. And, and how long? And... How long did you have to wait until Diablo three? Uh, well, it's it's there was Diablo two Hellfire came out. It was an expansion, and uh, Baal is the the enemy in that one. Right. Okay. Um, and he's fine in that. Uh, I, I'm a little, I'm a little annoyed. I'm not sure how I necessarily feel about it. Um. They made him very effeminate uh, as he's like, you know, commanding his legions to destroy a building. And I'm not, it's fine if he's effeminate, but I'm worried that it's kind of that thing where sometimes people will use uh, a man being effeminate as a shorthand for evil. Um, okay, that's yeah. a trope. And it's it's a tired one. And so I was a little like, it, it, it made me a little, hmm, like, why, are you, why do you got to do that? like but but also like eh, i don't know um, uh, well, but he was you know blizzard love a bit of controversy yeah <laughs> no um <laughs> they act like they do <laughs> um but uh but yeah the so the, the the hellfire was cool and all that but it's really that moment it's that you know because you think it's Tyrion because yeah. Tyrion's got a robe got the hood the dark hood that's what Tyrion fucking looks like yeah. And like Marius just sees him and is like, Tyrael, you've come. And just like from the start. And so just, it's just that, you know, I am not the Archangel Tyrael. Oh man, I and can imagine so... how that must have felt playing it for the first time. Oh, so good. It was like, oh, <laughs> like just fucking amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And he just walks out and that's the end of the game. And you're like, oh, Diablo 3 is dumb as shit. That's fucking good. <laughs> yeah. Diablo 2 is excellent. Nice. Yeah. Round it out, Ooh. Robbie. Shall I round it out? With a totally uncontroversial decision. Okay. My final pick for best video game villain is EA. EA Sports, it's in the game. Sucks. EA Sports. It's in the game. Better. EA Sports. It's in the game. Gangster. Gangster. Oh. <laughs> Otherwise snap. known as Electronic Arts. <laughs> <laughs> we talked a little bit about them earlier because of Star Wars games. Um, that's a good enough reason to put them on this list, I think. <laughs> um, but first of all, they call FIFA Ultimate Team's gambling, quote, surprise mechanics. So that's why that's one reason why they're in the bin. Did but, they buy Bioware? Uh, huh? They're the ones that bought Bioware, aren't they? Oh yeah. And turned Bioware into trash. Oh, I'm gonna get on to all of this. Sorry, sorry, I'll a, be quiet. I've got a. <laughs> I'm just gonna reel off a list because I feel like that's the best way to approach <laughs> this. <laughs> uh, so since the mid 2000s, Electronic Arts has been in the center of numerous controversies involving acquisitions of companies and anti-consumer practices in their individual games, as well as lawsuits alleging EA's anti-competition when signing sports-related contracts. In 2012 and 2013, the company was named Worst Company in America by Consumerist, 
while it was named the number five most hated company in the United States by USA Today in 2018. So I'm not alone. I think you'll agree. Uh, So let's run on to some examples, shall we? So in 1992, they acquired Origin, uh, Richard Scariot, Ultima. Everyone Mm. remembers the Ultima games. They remember them. They don't still play them. Do you know why? Because EA forced them into completing two Ultima titles in quick successions. Both titles bombed. And then they cancelled Ultima Online 2, leaving the studio to maintain the, well, not floundering Ultima Online, but it was certainly out of date by 2004. So then they just closed them. So that's good. Brutal. Yeah, they also did that to Bullfrog, uh, Westwood, Maxis, and Pandemic. Bullfrog? So... Maxis? <laughs> Westwood? <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Bullfrog made if... Syndicate? Yeah. I don't know if you know this, JM, but they've also been criticised for their crunch culture on a number of occasions, too. <sighs> yeah, most recently with, as you talked about earlier, Bioware and the development of Anthem. And we all know what happened to that game. What game? Their universally recognised licensed sports titles typically retail as new games at full market price and feature only updated team rosters, in addition to incremental changes to game mechanics, the user interface, soundtracks and graphics. Again, we all knew that, but we still buy mm-hmm. them, don't we? So I don't. maybe more fool us, maybe. Oh, but I tell you what, on the 5th of June 2008, a lawsuit was filed in Oakland, California, alleging Electronic Arts... Uh, was actually breaking United States antitrust laws by signing exclusive contracts with the NFL Players Association, the NCAA, and Arena Football League to use players' names, likenesses, and team logos. Uh, That kept other companies from being able to sign the same agreements. Uh, So a a further suit then accused them of raising uh, raising the prices of those games associated with those licenses as a result of the action. So... uh, anti-competitive basically mm, i said that yeah. in a really weird way you did but you also said ultima really weird so i just thought it was british yeah no i i definitely i mispronounced it the first time and then i couldn't correct myself just stuck with it yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right on. anyway sticking on the ncaa theme um in uh 2013 L, uh, ea actually settled uh a wide-ranging a series of class action lawsuits filed by former NCAA players uh, that accused EA uh, and others, to be fair, but mainly EA, um, of unauthorized use of player likenesses um, mm. in their games. So that too. Uh, have you heard of loot boxes? Yes, I have heard of loot boxes. So have EA. Uh, they included loot boxes or their equivalents in games like the FIFA series uh, in their FIFA Ultimate Team mode. That's the uh, the surprise mechanics that we talked about earlier. Mm. Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda had loot boxes. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. And, I forgot that uh, Mass Effect was Bioware. Yeah. Perhaps the most famous one is Star Wars Battlefront 2, uh, in which their initial approach to loot boxes over the open beta period involved pay-to-win elements involving um unlockable characters um that would require hours we talked about this a little bit earlier yeah um that would require in-game funds in-game boosts uh they they were paywalls basically uh and people who are willing to spend money in the game got all the best perks this is in the beta 
and then they didn't even change it <laughs> for for when it uh, 1.0 launched. And it's a so, f- this is also a game that you pay full price for. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, yeah. And it was it actually took Disney, the owners of Lucasfilm and the Star Wars franchise, to step in and say uh, these practices are unacceptable uh, before <laughs> EA changed their mind. Holy shit. Players had complained about it. They weren't going to change it. It was Disney. Yeah. I mean, more recently as well, uh, The just in case anyone was uh, under the impression that um, they'd fixed any of this, um, in Holland, <laughs> in the Netherlands, uh, District Court uh, squashed the publisher's attempts to escape a 10 million euro uh, in fines, uh, which is the maximum allowable amount in the Netherlands. Um, over FIFA violating the country's Betting and Gaming Act. Um, so so EA tried to escape those fines. Uh, but then on top of that, they also attempted to keep the fine from ever being made public because the company's sure. stated interest in transparency stopped short of anything that would damage its reputation. So sure. they <laughs> so they tried to stop paying the from being from paying the fine and then they tried to stop anybody from even knowing that uh this happened. Um so... have they have they have they has there been any impetus to learn a lesson? Well, funnily Disney. enough, JM. Oh. Funnily enough, JM, they have uh just uh, implemented a new update in FIFA Ultimate Team that allows players to to see their purchase history and track their spending and what mm-hmm. they've earned from various packs and things mm-hmm. like this. That basically is a is a positive step for video games, right? It's a positive mm-hmm. step for video games in general. But it stops short of EA actually uh, removing the gambling elements from yeah. the game all they're doing is providing you a receipt <laughs> effectively that says this is how you spend your money in the game this is how lucky you've been opening the packs oh but but we don't have a problem with people gambling and spending money in the game yeah but but here's this here's this here's this record of what you're doing in the game uh so you you make sure you don't have a problem our, our game does not have it does, well, it's does not create step these in problems. The right direction. It's a step in the right direction. Credit where it's due. Um, but but yeah. it, would be, it would be more fun if they would say that, uh, you know, maybe uh, that business model uh, is unfair. Predatory? Predatory is a word I would use. Hmm. Yeah. And that, Jam rests my case <laughs> on why ea is my number five villain or maybe they're my number one villain uh in video games this a lot of this is in jest of course uh a lot of you know fine people work at ea i'm sure but uh <laughs> i mean <laughs> good one robbie good good dis- good legal disclaimer <laughs>
have gone long today. Yeah, this is the longest one we've ever done. Yeah. It's going to be a fun edit. Oof. Oof. <laughs> I might not get too creative with the edit this week. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Maybe the only version of the jingle will be will be mine. Maybe, maybe. If the listeners have made it this far and they're going, oh, he never did put that jingle in. Well, now you know why. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking two hours later. Yeah. Ah, uh, sweet. Well, I'm going to go eat. Me too. It's 9 p.m. here. So Goodness gracious. I need to go have some dinner. Chili. Eat some chili uh, right before bed. Yeah. Well, uh, it's good thanks, for your Jim. soul. Th- thanks to all of our listeners. Yeah, thanks always. for listening, everybody. Yep. Give us a like on the old uh, Twitter and all that. Uh, you can hashtag Forkcast us on Twitter. Hashtag Forkcast. That's F-O-R-K-C-A-S-T. Because what I realize is that we haven't done that for a while. <laughs> and people might be spelling it wrong. Well, they might just be writing Forkcast. Yes. Yeah. Forkcast. Fork it's in the name. Cast. Hopefully they see it. We have the it's Discord in the name. <laughs> It's, I mean, they click the name of the podcast. So no, hopefully, it's doing the EA thing. Oh, it's in the game. Is that their their? Spring? It's in the name. Got it. Oh well. Okay, never mind. It's in the name. Uh, yeah. You can Google Devolver Digital Discord, and that'll bring up our Discord server, and you can chat in there about Devolver video games. And, yep. Um, there's a forecast channel in there to chat about the forecast. Uh, thanks yeah, so much to you guys for uh, to y'all that chat in there. We yeah, it's nice. That. It's pretty quiet, um, but it's okay. I tried to work in a Bayal impression, but I, I haven't actually... And a Marius, but I, I admit I haven't really seen it in a long time. Mm. Um, oh, so. yeah. Some people have been uh, asking about your impressions. So I think yeah, the best way yeah. to answer this is if people hashtag forecast or post in the <laughs> Discord <laughs> which impressions they would like to hear. Hold on. Give me a second. I need to, we'll see I need if to you can hold do on a sec. Let me see if I can do this one. What was your uh, what was your nickname that we that we that the uh, the what was it the oh it was uh, oh fuck uh was it about pants or something <laughs> <laughs> the fuck was it I can't remember which game were we talking about I don't even like what games that we uh, talked about Hollow Miami Janitor's Pyramid Bioshock it was pretty recent it was one of the last Wesker. ones I feel like it was what were your ones. Uh, Diablo 2, Silent Hill 2, uh, those are the more recent ones. Damn it. Damn it. Uh, what was it? I can't anyway, remember. Hold Sorry. on a second. People listening second. to this, like, are screaming right now. Screaming at us. So I, um, I can do a Kermit the Frog, and I'm oh. trying to think of, uh, I'm trying to do a, uh, a Robbie. How do you do Kermit the Frog, but English? English, the Robbie. Robbie the Frog here. <laughs> Robbie the Frog here. You sound like, <laughs> you sound like uh, Brandon D. Camillo. Remember what that is guy? a Brandon D. Camillo? Was it Brandon D. Camillo? The I guy from the CKY videos with Bam Margera and all those guys. Oh, no idea. He used to do a British accent that was a bit like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you what? Comedy Frog here. You what? Yeah, Comedy <laughs> Frog. All right. That's our show, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Thank you, everybody. All right, see you next week. Bye-bye.